This is the California Liberty Project Podcast. So welcome in tonight. I really appreciate everyone being here live. Um, We're going to be recording this podcast, of course, so uh, the normal audience can see it in the coming days. Really appreciate everyone being here tonight. I am really grateful um, that both Lillian and A-Rod from Lexit here in Kern County, California are joining me, and I appreciate their patience through any technical glitches or difficulty. Uh, Lillian and A-Rod, welcome. Thanks very much for joining me tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, don't forget Nomi. We got Nomi too. <laughs> nope. Now is Nomi a canine um, individual that I heard earlier? Oh, Nomi. Oh, yes. yeah. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Very nice. So, um, first and foremost, I guess let's reintroduce. Let's reintroduce you to everyone on the podcast. Um, you are both with Lexit Kern County in California. So. Can you tell us, remind all of us, um, what is Legsit all about, and um, what is it that you're you're doing? What's your mission with with this project, with this work? Um, so I guess I'll answer that. So Lexit is the largest Latino exit from the Democratic Party. Um, basically, what that means is that you don't have to be um, you don't have to just be a Democrat just because you're Hispanic or Mexican. Um, you vote based on your values. Um, a lot of us Hispanic families, Latinos, are mainly conservative, naturally. Uh, we have Catholic Christian backgrounds, and so we usually vote on our um, morals and our values. So we're just trying to encourage and also just inform and educate uh, Hispanics out there that um, that it's important to, to vote what you believe in and what your values are and, um, and being aware of what's going on in the school systems as well. And even around, uh, what's going on in our legislature and what's being passed down, coming down the pipeline. So, and there's a lot coming down the pipeline, right? <laughs> we'll get into yes. some of that. Right, right. Yeah. So a rod, um, and you were both on the show before, so it's great to have you back, you know, just a few months ago, but, um, A-Rod, what exactly is your role in the Legsit organization? I'm a national board member. Um, I joined about three years ago. And uh, when I, when I first put my, you know, my, I guess my hat in the ring, I, uh, I just, I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. I just thought I was going to be making content. Yeah. uh, Educating Latinos. And it's been a whirlwind, uh, from going to the White House to being on school boards to being uh, interviewing some of the biggest influencers, we were just live with Bryson last week. Bryson Gray, uh, one of the rappers, and, and 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 being with other politicians online, um, I, 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 it's just it's just been amazing. And I, I guess my day to day thing with Legs it is kind of handling a lot of just what our mission is and, and just making sure that we're. Um, not only like like Lillian was saying that we're educating, but making sure that we're putting God first in everything. Uh, I, I think what we want to do first with legs in our mission statement is we want to be like, you know, when there's like danger in Gotham City and they put the bat signal. Yeah. And the way I look at it is like, oh, there's danger at the school board. 
Get the legs at signal, like right. boom. Right. <laughs> there we go. We're there. We're showing up wherever you need us. And we're trying to what we're trying to do is put a team together that are a team of, of solid believers um, and people that actually want to uphold the constitution and do what's right and be fair and make an educated decision when we do go in there, not just be, you know, we don't of course want to be biased just to to one side when it's not fair, but we want to be able to help out and be a voice for the voiceless and I and I feel that's what we're doing we want every chapter to be kind of like a SEAL team you know like in in your area be like they're the group that we call on and we want to encompass everything we want to be able to be there spiritually we want to be able to be there physically uh mentally be a support system for people um have education pamphlets or whatever they need you know me, me and Lillian talked about it this week if, if they want to sue somebody we have the right people to direct them to if it comes to the school board and just so many things we were trying to do, just we, we want to be that, I guess, that bat signal to other other people that are out there trying to fight the cause. Yeah. And I love that you're bringing in um, God, you're bringing in the Christian faith and kind of locking arms with other people to do some of this mission. It's not purely partisan, right? At, by, by definition, right. I guess a big part right. of it's just letting Latinos and Hispanics know that, again, there is another option, right? You don't have to be a default Democrat. I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love that. So looking at some of the issues that we face here in California um, and maybe some other States too, because there are chapters all around the the country, right? You were, you were alluding to. Yeah, Yeah. there is. Mm -hmm. We have different chapters. So here in California, we have um, some of the, the C19, you know, the, the mandates for the injections, right. And, um, or we had them now they're partly going away. I know the California department of public health, has just recently announced that they're going to kind of let that other one kind of expire or, or go to bed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But there are all kinds of other new bills that are kind of working their way through the legislature. Um, a lot of us are kind of worried about what's going to be introduced. Uh, one of these, I think, that has already been introduced, been introduced is AB 659. And that's not necessarily something for C-19, but it's a essentially a new bill that's going to require mandatory immunizations for even HPV, human papillomavirus and whatnot, which can be a sexually transmitted disease. So Mm -hmm. some of these issues, I think, don't need to be partisan. You know, Um, when we look at like forced immunizations or adding new shots to the childhood schedule of vaccinations, to me, it seems like parents from all over the political spectrum should really be able to mobilize on on that, just keeping family sovereignty, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right, 100%. I, I think I, I, it's kind of sticky because you would hope when it's not political that we'd have like some sort of bipartisan get together with not only polit- politicians, just but, but people across the aisle. But I think that politics is, is, is I don't know, it's become so... Um, uh, it's, it's like we're at the dinner table. You wouldn't talk about it. Now that's the first thing you talk about. So a lot of times I feel like politicians, they're good at playing not so much the bipartisan thing against each other, but the fact that just because I voted for somebody to disagree with me across the board. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can never come together. So say Lillian voted for Joe Biden, which I know she <laughs> Lillian, so come Joe on. Biden. Come on, man. No way. On, man. Say Lillian voted for Joe Biden. I didn't want to say me because sorry about that. But say Lillian voted for Joe Biden and I didn't. 
but we both agreed on um, that this bill, that this bill was wrong. It's kind of like what Kamala Harris and all them did to Trump when they came out and said, we're this this thing we're for it and then trump said we're for it remember and then they were like ew it's sticky it's icky it's like go against everything they're yeah, saying right you know what i mean and that's where they're winning and i and it's sad because it, it's 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 it, it, it's even affecting their kids and and at this point we see that a lot of you know and it's more on the liberal side they don't really care about their kids they care about winning and i hope that we can come to a place a bipartisan when it comes to legislation, of course, because it has to be bipartisan, or a lot of stuff doesn't get passed. So something like this, we can somehow, and I think the Democratic Party is doing a good job right now at pushing away their constituents enough to where we're like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're using you and we can meet halfway. And I think sometimes we shouldn't attack them so much. And I don't mean to call them out when it creates stuff, but just not for every single thing. So that when it does come time, when they're, they are feeling the same thing we're feeling. We could come together and at least get something done with some stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people always talk about like offering a uh, positive vision, not just attacking um, the garbage that's coming out of uh, usually the left. Although there's a lot of garbage that comes out of the Republican Party too. But right. I totally understand that right now. I've, I've kind of embraced it now. People want to hear a positive vision of what you're actually for, as opposed to saying the mm-hmm. obvious, which is, you know, Joe Biden's like a dementia patient who's corrupt and his son, you know, his son used Ukraine as a, as his own personal cash register or whatever his piggy bank. But yeah, people want to hear like, okay, great. We know they suck. We know Kamala Harris is awful, but what are you guys, what are you guys offering? And when I say you guys, I mean kind of the opposition that's us, right? Generally. Right. Right. I think it comes down to they're they're probably I mean because it is getting exhausting that there's one thing after another and then there's a lie right. there and there's a compromise there and I think that's people are tired of that and I think people are looking for a little bit more stability and and a solid something solid something that you can stand by and say you know what this is this is actually this is going to work. Yeah, you know this is actually something we can get behind and we can support. And I think that's what Lexit is about. Well, Lexit is something that you can get behind and you can support. Right, and you said it best. Uh, um, a lot of times, liberals. I, I hate to say even liberals. We'll say somebody that doesn't consider themselves on the right. Uh-huh. A lot of them just don't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They want to be able to have the option. I think that's. The biggest thing is when they say, hey, you have to take this. You, I, have, I, I don't have to do anything, right? right. And, that, and I think that is huge because being able to make a decision with – being able to make a decision for your family, for your kids, and not have somebody else do it for yourself, you know, when it comes to yourself or for your kids, I think that's where we're seeing the division and where a lot of people – on the left or consider themselves leftists would say I, that's where I don't agree with how they're pushing it, whether it comes to trans or whatever they're pushing. Yeah. Right. They don't like it because the government there, I, I feel like the government made so much headway with Obama and when Trump came in, it kind of held to kind of halted. I feel like the government got greedy and doesn't want to wait anymore. Yeah. And they want to start forcing it now. They're like, well, let's force it because we've already felt what it tastes like. 
And then we don't want to go backwards. So let's just start forcing people to do this. We can't wait any longer. And I think that they've overplayed their hand. And I think that people are starting to see that. Yeah. Lillian, were you going to say something? I- well, I mean, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, even with, with them kind of backing down in regards to not pushing some of the vaccine mandates that they were doing yeah. recently, I feel like it's almost like a distraction again. Like they're trying to water it down a bit so that they'll gain more votes later in 2024. Um, obviously, you're going to have a lot of candidates that are going to start running soon. They're probably already starting to get ready to come yeah. come up and, and start, um, you know, coming out there and, and gaining support. So, I mean, you have those that were very much in support of pushing the vaccine to be on the immunization cards so that the kids could start school with the vaccine. Yeah. And I think all of a sudden it just kind of goes away. There's a pattern. I mean, if you really pay attention there's always a pattern before something big happens, especially before elections. They'll say one thing and then all of a sudden they'll kind of water it down. Oh, but we changed our mind. We're not going to do it after all, you know? And so, but then once that person or whoever comes into office, that's in agreement with whatever law they're trying to push in, then all of a sudden it comes up again. And it's like, Oh, we brought it back. We're just going to call it by another name. Right, they got to give people time to forget. Yes, because mm-hmm. remember how everybody felt when Trump lost. They're like, I'm never gonna vote again. 2022, we're sitting there in line and we're like, who thinks gonna yeah. win? You know, what I mean, they just got to give people enough time to forget. Yeah, and then they get them, they'll start pulling at their, you know, tugging at the heartstrings, and then they're right back in there again. Right. Yeah, and it's funny too because um, you know, talking about even electoral politics and whatnot, but people always people are always thinking, um, even not electorally, people just say. You know, why did even like the, the immunization, the, the shot stuff, the injections, the, the V word, mm-hmm. why did that fall down upon such so-called ideological lines? So I don't even mean electoral politics, but just even ideology, liberal, conservative, right. or I guess conservative and libertarian. Why did it turn into a leftish, rightish thing? Some people are baffled by that. But you know what? To me, it makes total sense because this was almost this brand new, but incredibly powerful far-reaching force, you know, when, when C-19, COVID came in, um, all these mitigation measures and vaccinations and mandates, all of this stuff just became, it, it became such a huge part of public life and of politics. To me, it makes total sense that it kind of broke down, you know, who's going to get the, the vaccine and that treatment, and then who chooses not to. The fact that it broke down on those ideological lines kind of makes sense to me. So I'm not really perplexed at all by that. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, you you look at the difference. I mean, look at, okay, I'm going to use it for an example because, I mean, it's it's pretty much the talk right now, which is the Grammys, right? Yeah. So you have, you have the Grammys that just brought out, like, openly a performance yeah. that was pretty much, I mean, the name of the song is called Unholy, right. okay? Right. And then you have you have a few minutes later, um, oh, sponsored by, you know, Pfizer. That company, yes. And so then what's Pfizer connected to? Obviously, it's connected to the V word, right? right? So I think it's it definitely I can agree with you that it is it is a um, they're making it that way, an ideological thing. Um, they're making it even a, a you know a, a between you know the conservative to the liberal thinking you know it's just it's very out there. 
Well, because it, it comes down to who you believe. Like it really did, right? Because right when it came, I'll be honest with you, like right when it came out, I would say the majority of everybody spazzed out. The majority of everybody was like, every Amazon package, we're soaking it oh, with, yeah. with whatever because everybody, yeah, because everybody's wiping down groceries, out. right? Remember that? People would wipe. Right. Yeah, I did it. I'm not gonna lie, I did it. So it became like, uh, uh, put it out, uh, uh, information. Who's gonna be the first one to get it out, and then who you're gonna believe? So that's where the censoring came in, right? With 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 social media and stuff like they were smart. I felt like they had a plan. So they were like, let's silence the ones that actually sound. Uh, have logic to their thinking, right? Let's silence those people. And then we're not, gonna, we don't want you to think, we just want you to listen to whoever that uh, guy is with the F word, yeah. you know? Listen to yeah. him, right? Yeah. That guy. So, yeah, that guy. So listen to him. So then it became, it became a, who do you think is right? And I think that was smart because it's like you said, the same thing with the Grammys, whether it's a cultural thing or ideology or, or just, just however you think, it, it all uh, politics, uh, even when it comes to religion, it all kind of plays hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And they had a smart way of going about it because they're like, okay, look at most of everybody's on social media, yeah. right? And then what are we gonna do? A lot. I watched them go after. I remember um, here in California, they were paying. They were literally going to small to churches. They were smart. They were going to churches that were bigger, but didn't have a lot of money giving them money and incentives so, so they can go out and tell their church to take oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that. So then after I'm hearing that, I'm saying, well, that's smart because they went, I, I, and I want to say the Catholic Church, they were only 40% vaccinated. And when the Pope came out and said it was okay to take that, within two weeks, 70% of Catholics end up being the yes. viewer. Right, right, whatever. Sorry for saying it, but so that it just it, it was just all it all together, all encompassing. When I look at it afterwards, I I, I kind of sit there and say they were smart because us we would look at it like, hey, are you for it? I'm not for it. You're for it. Cool, shake hands. But they made it seem more than that, and they were very smart to use Trump, or I would say I wouldn't say Trump because Trump was for it. But they were very smart to tie that and the pushback on that with right to being a MAGA extremist. Yeah, you're right. 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 They, they were smart to sure. do that because then it plays to the culture. It plays to skin color. It plays to what's going on. Right. All the you know all the stuff that's going on right now, and it plays to people that go to church, people that don't go to church, people who have faith in God, people that don't have faith in God, don't mm -hmm. believe in God. They're their own God. So it, it's. They thought they thought it through. Oh, it was an all-out. It was an all-out propaganda assault, right? I mean, right. it was yeah. not only well, not only the money as as you were referring to. Yeah, they were throwing funds everywhere, but you know, giving out tons of money, but reeling it in with a fishing line, a fishing rod, saying, "Oh, but you got to do this. You got to speak well about this, or you got to send people here or there. You got to recommend the va whatever it was." There were so many strings attached, but then the actual propaganda that they were putting out. You know, it was very effective because people were scared and that fear yeah. got people to act. And then they put in the guilt. They said, you know, the elderly are very vulnerable. Grandma killer became a term that we all, what a horrible term, right? That became right. a term in 2020. Nobody wanted to be that, right? And then they came out with their, pro their corporatist propaganda. And it's like the government working hand in hand with Pfizer. And they say, 
It's 95% effective. Moderna, 94%. I remember those numbers. Uh, I might have remembered right. remember that, 95%. And then through the months, it quietly got ratcheted back down. And then after right. a while, they said, oh, yeah, we didn't mean that it's going to um, – that you won't catch COVID, even though Fauci mm-hmm. and Rochelle Walensky and all these people said that. Then it turned into, well, you're going to have um, mitigated symptoms and you can't spread it. And on and on and on. We watched them ratchet it back. First, they started lying and just, it was bluster, right? And then they, right. they ratchet that propaganda I back. People, I think where a lot of people kind of were like, eh, when they said you couldn't transfer it and you realized... You could transfer just like them, even if you had the V. I think that's what a lot of people kind of stepped back and were like, eh, this is all whack. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they were just like, right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the more they kept back paddling in regards to what they were saying, I mean, it was being more, ob- it was more obvious. The more they talked, the more they dug themselves a hole. Yes. Because the proof was out there. I mean, I have a friend who, unfortunately, I mean, she took the V word and she, she even says she regrets taking it because literally she is sick. I think I've never seen someone sick so often as my friend. And she said she's never been sick like this prior to taking it. And I believe, you know, yes, I know everybody's um, body is different and everybody can, everybody, it reacts differently to everybody. But I've also heard of other people also experiencing the same thing where they well, get more it's not as good as they said it was. Yeah, exactly. But then you have people that are not veed and, um, and weren't, you know, they're not getting sick as often as the ones that are, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's very, I don't know. It's, it kind of makes, it's that, it's kind of that, that meme where it says things that make you go. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, That's we had the data we saw it. back in, man, a few months into this thing, back in probably summer of 2020, very soon, very rapidly, we saw that this thing was age stratified. So, you know, the folks with the Great Barrington Declaration, all those scientists and physicians, they said, you know, hey, this is serious for an older person who has various diseases, right? Or diabetes and on and on and on. The facts are there. But when the median age of COVID deaths in this country, I believe, was 78 or 79, which is also the median age of deaths, period, when I saw those data come out, and they didn't come out widely, but I, I found those the data, and I was like, oh, well, this tells you the whole story. It's totally age right. stratified, right? Mm-hmm. Kids have nothing to worry um, about with this thing. And that was a fact, right. statistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that because my girls have, have caught COVID a couple times and it's like a, just a cold. Yes. It, it hasn't affected them in one, one bit at all. They're still running around barefooted doing their thing and it's like nothing. So. Yes. And I think, that, I, I think that's where they're smart. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't have an answer. Like sometimes I'm like, hey, I got an answer. I really don't have an answer other than praying for them. You've got people that have the truth, have the stats, have the numbers, and they just would disagree with you because they don't like you. They don't like your side. So they'll rather lose. They'll rather have just say, we're going to do it even though we know this is wrong just because we we don't want to see you win. That's what kind of gets to me sometimes because you'll see people that will be like, you're right. Or, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you were right. But then people would be like, nah, I'm going to take it. Even you're like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you. Like, yeah, there's you see what I see, right? And they're like, I don't care. And you're like, okay, so you guys are on a whole different level. Yeah. 
you guys are never going to agree with anything we agree on. But you know what? The good yeah. news, though, A-Rod, a is that, you know, we can try to convince people. You know, we can have these um, either debates or just discussions with loved ones or friends or whoever, right? But at the end of the day, right. and I'm sure you guys are like me on this, where it's like, okay, if you don't want to hear any more from me or if, if you really don't like this conversation, you're free to get that injection if that's what you want. And I'm not right. going to stop you. A-Rod, Lillian, we're not going to stop you. That's where we have right. to just shake hands peacefully and say, peace out, man. I wish you the best. I'm worried about this treatment for me and my kids, but um, I, I care about you, um, whoever I'm talking to. I care about you, but you make your own decision, right? And we go in peace. Right. We don't tell each other at the end of the day what we will do or what treatment you will get. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's like leftist. That's the farthest thing from a leftist. They're like, do it or you die. Take it. Yeah, you know, no, like, they'll, they'll wish it upon you. That's that the was problem. nasty. Some yeah, they, they'll wish it upon you. They'll tell you like, well, we hope that you do, or right. we hope that something bad happens. And it's like we're like looking at them like we don't hope that happens to you. We right. want you to be alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, remember the whole pandemic of the unvaccinated thing too. They they pinned everything. On on those people who chose not to get it, they vilified them. Mm -hmm. It's like they ostracized the twenty or thirty well, percent, mm -hmm. right? And, and and that's one thing that I that's one thing I did disagree with. Like when Trump said it, that he said one time the only people not the people still getting sick are the ones that weren't vaccinated. No, nope. and to me it's like like you 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 know that's when I I think I made a video on it. And I was like, come on, yeah. Trump. So I I think that when when you just call out what's right and what's wrong. You'll win over the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, re you really right. will. People will see that as long as you're, you're, you're being, tr uh, um, you're, you're not, you're be not being biased. So yes. And it's okay to change your mind. Right. I mean, that's yeah. when yeah. people think like, I've had the same view since I was 18 or I first voted. It's like, well, that's cool. You must've been really, really wise and had it all together at age 18 that because I've always been kind of similar, you know, I've been very, very kind of conservative and libertarian most of my adult life. But there are certain things where I've taken in new data and I've changed my mind on those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. What's right. wrong with that? Right. And it just comes right. with time and age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully I hopefully I wasn't right then and I changed my mind. I'm wrong now. Hopefully it's the other way around. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt yeah. So we're looking at other stuff in California too. Um where it's not just, you know, the, the C-19 injection. Um, it kind of seems like, well, California has always been kind of vaccine crazy, immunization crazy in my mind. There have been battles going right. back years and years that I know there are foot soldiers that have been in this battle a long time. But now they're coming out with stuff like um, Assembly Bill 269. Have you guys heard about this? Where they're going to go back to expanding locations where you can get C-19 therapeutics and medications and um, various medicines can be dispensed. And I think that's another one of these deals where they're just erasing all the boundaries. They're erasing all the regulations and saying, hey, give out these uh, C-19 medicines like candy. You don't even need to see your doctor anymore. And I'm thinking oh, like, well, where's all this for people who are like gravely ill or who have a, a rare cancer and they want to have the right to try a new treatment? Right. You can't you can't get rid of all the regulations and red tape there. But when it comes to pushing this product that has Pfizer and Moderna, they've sold billions, billions and billions of doses of this thing. When we're servicing them as the government, then it's okay. We'll get rid of the red tape. Well, that that's a huge problem. I feel like we're 
I, I don't, for the life of me, I don't know what's wrong with California. We're literally ass backwards. Uh, trip out on this. I was working on the bike path. Today. Yeah. You know, our bike path goes from Enos Lane. By the Kern River. Yeah. The Kern River. So I'm about, I want to say where Chester Golden State is on the bike path, right? So I'm, we're doing some stuff on there. And all of a sudden, I because we see rapid response or we see some of the homeless shelter people, they'll come through with their trucks, they'll clean up or whatever, you know. I seen Clinica Sierra Vista truck, like off-road truck, and I'm looking at it. Two nurses come by, and they literally go to a campsite where these bums are and get off, and they're giving them shots. And I'm like, they're making a home visit wow. to the bums. Wow, to the I'm looking at it, and it says Clinica Sierra Vista. And I'm like, this would be California. They're literally showing up. And you didn't record it. <laughs> that could have gone viral, A-Rod. Come on. I was on a machine and I was just sitting there going, first of all, they ran over our workstation. I was like, dumb girls. I mean, no. Uh -oh. Girls, come on. Girls don't know how to drive uh -oh. on the road and on the bike path. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was just like, what's wrong with them? I was looking at it. It was a tent. There was like a whole community right there. They rolled up. They came off. They put their gloves on. They were giving them shots or whatever, and they jumped back in and went to the next site. And I said, wow, this is California. But they, they, the thing is, is that they believe that they're doing something good. I think that's, that's right. That's the thing, is that it's disguised. I mean, when you're or not. Or they don't care because they're getting paid. <laughs> and they're getting paid. But majority of these people, they think they're doing something good. And that's why they do it. That's why they're, they'll go ahead and they'll agree with it. Because they, for them, it's like, okay, well, this is a good thing. I think that's right. That's yeah. yeah, like all those nurses, remember who made the horrible TikTok videos and all of the uh, healthcare workers who were lecturing us on social media or maybe in person. I think a lot of those people really do think that it's their job to kind of represent the science and reason. Mm -hmm. And you people who don't, you're not taking this medication or you're denying this or that. Oh, you people are just a bunch of cavemen. I think that's kind of some of the mm -hmm. attitude. But I do think... To give them the benefit of the doubt, I do think that they that they truly believe that caring for their patients or spreading what they perceive as the science, and it's being reinforced by the CDC and FDA and, and Fauci, mm -hmm. spreading that message is kind of like spreading the gospel to them. And, and I don't want to connect that to faith. I don't know if all those people were faithful people or not, but it, mm -hmm. it has that same zeal or energy in my mind when they were really trying to spread that message. I, yeah, maybe I, help others. I, I, they were trying to. I don't know. I think it has a little bit of everything mixed into it. It's like a, a melting pot of fear, manipulation, uh, fear of them losing their job, fear, you know, manipulation from, you know, maybe their job place or, or just the thought of, or family members that are just like, you better get on board. Yeah. You just never know what the pressure is. But I mean, you, you have to kind of look at it and be like, okay, what does God say about all this? What, what does he say? Because that's really what it, what it comes down to. I mean, it's like I tell my friends that have gotten it. I'll tell them, if you have peace about it, and that's what God gave you is peace, then that's, then that's what it is. You know, I'm not going to fight against that. If that's what you feel you needed to do, then God gave you that peace and you're okay with that. For me, personally, it wasn't peaceful for me. And so I didn't, I didn't choose to get it. And that's my choice. But um, it is kind of, you know, I believe it's just a mixture of everything. I think that's why. Yeah, I think, I think different. I mean, I don't think that it's not that. But I think that 
people that are into the medical field, they literally look at it as science is their God. Mm -hmm. they, they are so into it that they will literally be like, this is what we studied. This is what we love. This is what the reason. It's like when you do, my son's into jujitsu. It's like when you, like, imagine your passion. Think about something you know you're better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And when somebody tries to tell you something, it's not so much that you feel 100% you're right because at the end of the day, everything could be questioned. It's the fact that you're so passionate about it, you feel like it can't be wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. It's right. not like, you, I don't feel like they think that they're doing really good. Mm -hmm. I don't, at least I don't feel that. I feel that to them, if you talk to any nurses or doctors, they're like, how would you ever question science? Sure. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't ever question the science of it. And I think that's what the problem is, is they're looking at you because they really don't care and they love it. They're like, why would you go? Why do you have to be the person to go against the grain? Why can't you just mm -hmm. do what you're told? Why would you be against yeah. science? Well, I mean, I've, I've even had that question of, you know, well, if, if you, you know, if you're a Christian and you follow God, then, and God, you know, if, if God tells us to love everybody and to be, you know, um, to pretty much, to pretty much consider everybody, because that's how Jesus is, then, you know, why wouldn't you want to take it? And, and I, you know, my response to that was that had nothing to do with Jesus. That's right. During that yeah. time. That was, Jesus was talking about the gospel, the gospel of salvation, us spreading that. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I had to answer in that way because obviously, I mean, you know, you have to know and defend what you know is right when you're a Christian. And so you even have, I've even had those questions in regards to why. I didn't take it, you know, and it's, it, it's difficult sometimes because for me, it's like, look, I respect the fact that you take it. Why can't you respect the fact that I didn't? Well, I think too, what messed us up too, I'll be honest with you. And this is just being um, fair. Our side didn't help. Like, yeah, I agree. Everybody was posting stuff. Like if, like if, like by 2022, we're going to be having a bunch of zombies like, walking around. Right. Right. So, so when you have normal people, independents that are looking and they're hearing mm -hmm. people on the conservative side that there's going to be zombies walking around, they're looking at you like you're dumb, yeah. right? Well, so I think, yeah, I think a lot of people overstated that, their case. Maybe that's what you're kind of referring to, like saying too yeah, much, like you'll turn into a zombie like, or what? you'll die. Everyone's yeah. going to die. And clearly we have the numbers. That's what I'm talking Everyone's about. not going to so die. So when you hear that, yeah. yeah, so say you turn on, say, say for instance, just the leftist turns on this this podcast right now, right? Or two kids on. And I'm like, you wait. Everybody that took the V, you wait. I'll give it two years and a half. There's going to be blood clots coming out of their nose and they're going to fall and drop dead. You know what they're going to think? They're going to be like, this dude's a wacko. Yeah. This dude, this is, and I feel that sometimes, and that's why I like the brother right here because when he talks, it's it, you're, you're coming from not only like having common sense, you're actually looking at the data. You're actually reading. You're actually coming together, making a a, a, a smart, educated um, argument, right? Or or just coming up yeah. with facts. And I think a lot of people don't do that, and that messed up their side. That messed up our side. And then there's people that can look at it from you know non-biased. They're just like, well, you want to take it? I'll take it. I'll pray for you. Pray for me. Mm -hmm. You know. And and I think that's better to look at it because our side, 
I know guys that came to me at work and they're like, hey, dude, I took it. All my kids took it. We're all healthy. We haven't dropped dead. And I'm like, I never said you didn't. And they were like, well, the guy over there said I was going to drop dead. You know, and I'm like, which uh, is not accurate, right? I mean, the whole thing that I was yeah. trying to be careful saying, and and maybe you guys as well, throughout throughout the two years now, is that I just didn't want to basically take that additional heightened risk. And now they've come out with the science. Right. They've looked at the heart inflammation. They've looked at the fertility studies. Right. They've looked right. at all that yeah. quietly, right? They've quietly said, well, yeah, it does kind of increase your risk of of heart problems, or it increases your risk of X or Y. And so that was that was kind of my answer. Like I never wanted to put my my kids, my family through that enhanced risk. And that's okay. it. You, you know, wipe right. my hands. I'm done. That, that's all I have to say because risk valuation is subjective, right? And I don't have to prove my case to you. I just say I don't want that heightened risk for myself or my kids, and and that's it. Right. No. I I I, I hope one day with any issue we could come to a place because we're seeing it at the school boards and we're seeing it you know, with this and, and legislation, I hope we can get to a place that if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, let us have the right to do whatever we want to yeah. do. That seems fair. I don't know. It seems logical. Like, it's my body, right? And I know when people say, you know, hey, what's coming? There's things that you fight fight for, you know, biblically. But when it comes to things where they're putting legislation where you have to do something... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's right. I don't oh, think that's right. yeah, for sure. Yeah, we all have that right to bodily autonomy um, and, and sovereignty over our family, of course. I mean, and that's highly mm-hmm. biblical, right? I mean, um, God put parents there, you know, to raise their children. It's And, mm-hmm. and furthermore, that's just, that's in our that's in our tradition. That's in our American heritage. You know, we don't, th- this whole thing where there's some outside large medical um, government bureaucracy that can now tell you what to do because of public health, which public health to me is kind of an invented term. All health is kind of private. I mean, people can statistically look at groups of people, but when you go to the doctor, the doctor doesn't say, hey, A-Rod or hey, Lillian, I can see that uh, other people in your age bracket and in your this and that typically have this problem wrong with them. It's like, what? No, there's, it's not public health. It's about private individual health and then individual choices. And it, I think we need to get back well, to that. And you know the sad thing about it? Because we've dealt with this in my house. There was somebody in my house that we both had, you know, we got, you know what, at the same time. Yeah. And I was better physically shaped than this person. Yet, because... I, I because on paper they weren't, I wasn't able to get the extra treatment that they were able to get, even though I was hit harder, if that huh. makes sense. Yeah. So on paper they were like, Hey, we just want to let you know that we heard you got you know what? We're we're offering this extra monoclonal antibodies, da da da. Yeah, I just want to let you know that so and so here is having Yeah, but on paper it shows that he's physically better in shape. Huh. And I'm like Shouldn't it be based on how bad you have? You would it? think, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like all everything, all the way together, looking at science, it, it it made me. I'll be honest with you, it made me. And I think I feel sorry for the medical field in a way. But now, when you see a doctor, you're like, eh. you know yeah. what I mean? Like before, yeah. you used to see them, and you're like, I trust their decision. Right. I yeah. trust. Them. Now you're looking at it, you're like, bro, like. I knew this was bogus, right. and you went to school right. for it. 
So you either were are an idiot, or you went along with the plan, or like I said, they they love science, so they just blindly go with whatever. To me, I'm just like I see a doctor, and I'm like, yeah, you get paid a lot, but eh. You know yeah, I mean? like, are you just repeating like the Pfizer the, like company line? That's what's scary. I think a lot of people right. are realizing like, holy crap, my doctor, my physician is just acting like they're a pharmaceutical rep and it's gross. It, it, beyond gross, it's just, it's dangerous, you know, or to send you to a, a pharmacy, just, oh, go get injected with whatever. What about side effects? What about my own medical history? Oh, we don't care. Just go take it no matter what. It's crazy. Well, I mean, it, it's, it is crazy. It definitely is. I mean, but then you have, you know, I have to give credit to those doctors that have left the field to say, no, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to tell the truth, whether, whether or not it's good or bad. Like I'm, I'm going to be honest about what's really going on. You know, I, I, I heard on another podcast a while back, um, a doctor who was, who's considered a whistleblower, I guess they call them. And he was just straight out saying, this is what's going on with it. This is what's happening with the V. This is what it does to your body. This is what it doesn't do. This is, this is, uh, you know, how you can take vitamins to, you know, increase your, um, you know, your, your antibodies against, you know, the virus, you know, so he was giving a lot of good tips and advice for both ends. Yeah. For Remember those two doctors? That's right. They came out, the first ones here in Bakersfield, mm -hmm. that first came oh, out. Yeah, years yeah. ago, the California <laughs> doctors. I, I, yeah, yeah. Yes, I ended, up, I ended up messaging, not the main, the the dark hair. Okay. And we had a long conversation on Instagram in the beginning, like when I was happening, when they first yeah. came out. Mm -hmm. So the other doctor, er, er, Hendrickson, Erickson, I forget his name, he owns all the accelerated urgent care. Okay, here. yeah. He um, owns yeah. all Yeah, so he owns all of them, but he lives down south but he, he also stays okay here. they were they were pretty much spot on they were spot on i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i went to an accelerated urgent care when i got uh when i got the vid my first go round. it was during the delta summer uh so what was delta was summer of 21 i think uh is when right. it was going yeah. on so i did go to well i maybe i shouldn't say like which one or specifics but let's just put it this way they did, they offered a battery of different treatments. Um, none of them were actually uh, put forth by Pfizer or Moderna. And um, basically they, what they offered later became a huge flashpoint. I won't, I won't say the well, I word. I, I, I think I went to the same one and I took the same thing at the same Yeah. Year. And it wasn't horse paste. It was actually for human beings. And, um, but I don't want to get them in trouble. Right. <laughs> Nonetheless. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then things worked out fine, you know, thanks be to God. That's funny because I, I and I think you're 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 what we're talking about is 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 relevant. I know everybody's saying COVID, but it's relevant now because they're wanting. It's like what you said, and Lillian said they're wanting us to forget it for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and they will come back to this again. Yes, they're just going to name and it. I different. hope everybody doesn't forget the playbook. Yeah, of how they went about it. Yeah, because it's it's coming yeah, back yeah. at us again. I think with uh, with is. whatever it is, uh, RSV. You know, they want to. They basically want to mm -hmm. use this new platform and this new technology um, to to go after a bunch of different respiratory viruses. And, and let me share share this too. I shared it on another podcast um, on another one of mine, and um, but I think it's key because there's a new paper that came out in January, so it's hot off the presses. It's only about a month old, 
one of the co-authors was Anthony Fauci. And it was put forth in Cell, one of the most prestigious biological journals that are out there, right? And medical science or biology. And Mm -hmm. basically that article, the thesis was um, that what we did, you know, it's really hard with vaccinations for these respiratory viruses for a number of different reasons. And that's why they've been ineffective to date. And we need to kind of change the paradigm. And we need to look at doing things a little bit differently because what we've done so far with these viruses has been ineffective. And furthermore, some of what we've done, some of these Vs that we've put forth for these respiratory viruses, they wouldn't even gain approval now based on the facts that we know. And this is, I, I'd recommend anyone and everyone to go, you know, you can Google it, I think. It was in someone's Substack. It was either Robert Malone's Substack the other day, but, or maybe Alex Berenson. But um, it was Cell. Um, Cell was the journal. Anthony Fauci was the third author. And they're basically just, they're giving up the whole thing right now. They're admitting everything quietly in the scientific journal, which is different than like, you know, on your phone, on Apple News or whatever, right? They quietly, you know, admit what's really going on. But then some of us are like, aha, I got it. I, I am paying attention to the science. And here you are saying what some of us have been saying for a year or more. Or two years. Well, they're they're doing it. You know, they're they're doing it pretty smart because it started. I mean, we know that there's just things that are coming out that are more obvious. And honestly, I see it as them just trying to cover their tracks. Yeah. You know, they're they're just trying sure. to. They're putting it out there because honestly, they have no other way. Um, they're doing it in a way where it's like, well, you know, if they if they happen to accuse them later on, they'd be like, well, we we put it out there. Yeah, we put it out. There. I mean, it's out there on social media. Yeah, it's People right could here. Look yeah. it up. It's right here. Right. Right. You know. So I and, I and, and they're banking on the whole. They do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't know. We've mm-hmm. never gone through this before. Sure. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I remember when Trump first pushed it, started to push it. I remember I went back and I was listening to some of his speeches, and he said they came to me and said we don't know how this is going to react to some people. We haven't done enough research. And he goes, but I said, okay, but let's push it anyways. That sounds <laughs> right. scary. And let's yeah. spend, let's and spend I, tens I, of billions of dollars on this. What he actually said. That's what he actually yeah. said. Push it out anyways. And yes, I know that he was leaning on certain people, bad choices, yeah. bad decisions, leaning on certain people. But I think at the end of the day, one thing I do know that the pharmaceutical companies made a whole lot of money. Oh, yeah. That's, and they're still making a lot of money. Hand over fist. That's one thing for yeah. sure. So whether they were right, whether they were wrong, whether they didn't know, whether they did know, one thing I do know is they saw an opportunity to make money. Yeah, and yeah. you know, the other thing is that Trump still has not said, okay, the data have come out. I shouldn't have been pushing these. He's almost like doubling down. On saving oh, like yeah, tens of millions Trump. of people. It's like, God, come on, Trump. Are you serious? He's going to have a reckoning yeah, on this. He's never going to want, he's, he's, he's a narcissist, yeah. man. He's never going to want him. He, he's just braggadocious. So anything that happens that's bad, it has to be somebody else's fault. It couldn't be him. But I, I, I don't like that about him. But I guess that's what I everybody loved about him. I just hate it now that I'm like it when it comes to something that, that I'm like, dude, are you serious? Yeah. Like, you would think, but he's got a strong base, man. And and th- regardless, they, they if you think about it, they canceled people for less. Than yeah. That. 
They've literally yeah. canceled people for less than what he just did, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how strong his, you know, his platform is. What do you guys yeah. think? I mean, while we're on Trump, we might as well ask. What are your guys' thoughts about his attacks on DeSantis? To me, I don't know. It kind of looks insecure. I mean, I don't like it, but it's like, I'm kind of like, all right, if you want to have a bare knuckles, like boxing match, just pugilism in this primary, then let's have it out, you know, and let the best candidate uh, remain standing in the ring. But I don't know. What are your thoughts about Trump going after DeSantis? I like Um, Okay, so I, I... uh, where do I start? <laughs> okay, so let's start here. Let's start here. We'll start. We'll go back. Remember, Trump said there'll never be a fair election again. Remember, he mm-hmm. said that, yep. right? So moving forward, just keep that in mind through all this. I'm going to try to put out here. So he said there will never be a fair election. Right. Again. Do we think he? I, I actually, from from just me, I believe that statement. That just me, right? Whether there wasn't more before him or after, I feel he's right, unless something changes. Okay, moving forward, he's at- attacking him because he might run in 2024. Now, mind you, said that said there'll never be a fair election again, but he's still in it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, to me, I, in my personal, and I know a lot of people, and I can't even get into like everything. And I know if I did, people would be like, "Oh, I get it." I think Trump knows he may never win again. Mm-hmm. Right? It's now or never. I right? think yeah. now or never. I think Trump is making what he made $91 million from small donors last year. Don't he, Trump made $91 million for people sending him stop the steal uh, for a stop the steal election. Did we do anything in the courts for stop? Trump made nine. Where did that $91 million go? Yeah, don't know. Where did, mm-hmm. Okay, vanished. and then it vanished. And then he said, the, the Republican, I'm going to leave the Republican Party because they certified the election. McCarthy goes to his house. Two days later, I'm unifying with the Republican Party. Give me those emails back to give me money. I feel Trump is attacking him because Trump has this ego that wants to be the only one. He, a statement he made not too long ago, he goes, well, the only reason why DeSantis even won is because I sent FBI agents in to certain counties to secure um, the voting. And I'm like, but you couldn't do that for yourself, bro? Yeah, like, right. It, 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 yeah. He's saying so many things that don't even make any sense. I think attacking oh. him, and, and, and I think it's even smarter is that DeSantis is taking the high Yes, road, he's not responding, right? Don't get into a petty because, mud, mud fight, mud slinging match. Right, so I think he's... Trump is actually it's doing the opposite because here's the thing. When Trump was going against Bush, when Trump was going against Romney or or uh, uh, all, all the guys, right, when he was going against them, we loved it because these were career politicians that we necessarily didn't care for and Trump hadn't necessarily done anything and we didn't like it, mm-hmm. right? So we were like, it's a new guy against a bunch of rhinos. We love it. Well, now you got a governor who some people don't like him. But he actually did some stuff that a lot of people would say, hey, look, this is not bad, right? For He could possibly be, you know, I mean, compared to Trump, it's not bad. He's holding the line, too. So when you attack somebody that may be somebody's favorite and then he's not attacking you back, it's looking like everybody's like, dude, relax, bro. Like, like, 
You're coming up like like you said, he's overplaying his card. It's like when you're attacking somebody that you personally don't like, and everybody's like, hey, bro, relax. You're like, no, no, but he did this, and everybody's just watching, and you're sweating, you're like trying to prove to everybody that this person's no good, and everybody's looking at you like you're the dirtbag, yeah. right? So I think that's what's going on. It's like on. Shakespeare, right? Methinks thou dost right. protest too much. It's like Trump, just just chill out, man. We get it. And then well, yeah. no, and another thing too is he said there'll never be a fair election again. Dude, you can't have it both ways, yeah. bro. You can't have it both ways. It's either stop talking about it or don't run again. You kick it. So then to me, logic to my my mind, I'm like, well, Trump is just playing it out to rack the money in because he got money from Pfizer. People mm -hmm. know that. He got a million dollars from that. They gave him a million dollars yeah. documented. So he, it's not everybody always goes, well, he's Trump. He doesn't need money. Well, he acts like he needs money. I'll tell you what. But he's not a billionaire. Talk to any billionaire and tell me they don't want yeah. money. Yeah. They want money. And then to, on top of that, people don't know that the RNC is still paying Trump's legal fees. I know. Fees. Yeah. They're paying his legal fees. Like the RNC. So you don't think he owes the RNC anything? He's going to stick with yeah. them. He's going to say he's running because they're sitting there. Because when the, when the Democrats are going after him, Trump is in, it, it's constantly. People don't know he he just testified two weeks ago. Yeah, that costs yeah, money. It does. Floyd. It does. And honestly, the man, RNC I th is putting out millions. I think a lot of this, of a lot of the insecurity must be coming from the perception, and I think it's probably largely correct. But this perception that DeSantis has just been a boss in Florida, and that what he's doing right. is. He's basically picking all the right fights. He's governing the state competently. He hasn't made stupid mistakes, right? And Trump sees that. <laughs> Trump's watching that. And then in this last election, DeSantis goes on and he wins. He turns Florida like basically the same way that California is. He won by the same 19 or 20 point margins that Newsom does in this state. So Florida now is as red as California is blue versus Florida used to be a swing state. I think Trump looks at all of that. And probably it's like, oh my gosh, this is one of the Bro. key electoral college states. And he's probably looking at this freight train coming at him like, oh man, right. I better pick this fight you're, you're, now, you're, man. Otherwise. You're spot on. Do you think it's a coincidence that Trump just came out with that trans video not too long ago? Yeah. He it's it's like it's like he saw DeSantis and he was like, dude, I gotta I gotta come up with yeah. something. I gotta I gotta like this dude's on, you know, when somebody takes the man on, they're just doing their thing. He's a young, he's up and coming, he's doing his thing. And Trump's just sitting there watching the train pass. And all of a sudden he comes with a video that appeases his side. Right. And people will look at it and go, oh, look what he did. Look what he did. And it worked. Right. It absolutely worked. When on the other hand, he's doing the opposite. He's actually pushing a lot of policies when it comes to the LGBT community. He's actually saying, hey, look, I'm okay with this. But I'm going to make a video saying that these extremists are bad. And everybody sat back and was like, and I'm like, no, bro. He sees what DeSantis is doing and he needed to come yeah, out. He's got to fire he back. He needed to come out and say something. That's right. And one of the biggest things too is that the question is there. Is he going to bring uh, Jared and Ivana, Ivanka, uh, his daughter back in? And I think they've already said, no, we're tapped out. I, you know, because yeah, they're, they're, they're like Manhattan liberals, man. So- Right. One of the a lot of the horrible policies that came in with Trump, I think, came in through Jared and Ivanka, um, and that's that's right. what I've heard. You know, obviously, I'm not there in the White House, but many people have discussed this. And I think the big question is, who are you going to surround yourself with? Who are your advisors? You've got to hire better. 
Well, I, th- that's another thing too. Oh, oh, I get so frustrated with this. This is a conversation. Bro. Bro, so that's just like okay. That's so, why I said I'd let him answer this because this is well, no, no step in there too, Lily, and you can yeah <laughs> yeah step in there. So here's the thing: after a while, when you stop blaming those bad people and start blaming the person for making bad sure. decisions, yeah. And I think that's the problem. Like after a while, I could only be like they're bad. And it's like no, bro, you brought them in. So everybody from Ray to Barr to uh, Sessions to Rex I mean, Tillerson, Fauci, on and, and on and on. Yeah. On and on. And you're like, after a while, you're like, bro, I get it. The swamp was deep. Well, you couldn't see that. And he was like, oh, you know, he had to put the right people in place. You do this. Oh, all right. Like, I, I get that. I understand. You don't know who to trust. You're new to this. Fauci. He kept. He still stands by Fauci. He literally still kind stands, of me, in a two faced way. Recently, right? he said me and Fauci had a good relationship. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but I'm like, my, my God. Well, do you remember when Fauci like, was like when they were doing all these press conferences, right? Kind of in the early days, and then later into 2020. Uh, you know, by by a certain point, I think six or eight months into that thing, into the whole COVID deal. Trump had soured on Fauci like everyone had, but it took it took him a super long time. But then Trump was just like. Basically, they were working against each other. You remember this? And then Trump would be like down talking Fauci in other interviews. Then they'd appear on stage together (laughs) and it was like all awkward and weird. But he never fired the guy. No. Come on, Trump. No, I think think there's ties. I think there's ties. I think it's above his head too. He's the president. There has to be something Go ahead, there. Yeah, there has, there has to be something there. I mean, you know, we, we look at it from, I mean, even just experiencing what I experienced here in Kern County running for school board. I mean, it's just the politics game. Yeah. You know, there has to be some type of tie. I mean, going back to DeSantis and that whole situation, I think, I think to a certain extent, I think Trump feels a little bit threatened. I, I don't think he was expecting DeSantis to be who he was at least a threat maybe. And that's probably why he's panicking. Yeah. And DeSantis of course is like a generation below Trump too. He's like the new up and coming blood. He's in his forties. Trump is like late seventies. DeSantis wasn't doing anything. Everybody would be like, Oh, Trump's cool. But then he's like, he's not winning. And we're like, he actually did this in Florida where a lot of people did not Trump. Like you got to start like not looking like the hater and start, if if he was smart, he would come out and be like, Hey, congratulations. I'm happy what he's doing, Mm -hmm. but he needs to stay there governor and do exactly what he's doing. And we could work together. Boom. That's it. That's it. That'd be game over. That's it. Right. Man, Trump, call me Trump. I'll help you out. You need help. First of all, we'll kick out Richard now. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, no. but it's his ego. It's his ego. His ego doesn't let him do that because he's, he's, it's just his ego. Yeah. He, he's on top of the world all the time. 24 seven and he has to stay there. And it's way. all about him, right? It, you want yeah, to get in it, his good graces, butter him up, tell him he's the best ever. He's, mm-hmm. he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. And then he'll love you. It, it doesn't even matter what your policy preferences are, right? You could be Lindsey Graham. You could be some neocon war hawk. Trump. It doesn't matter as long as you butter up Trump. Well, see, I, I think that's why the Democrats always do well. And we never do is because think when's the last time you ever seen, I mean, maybe Obama, but even then, the Democrats spread themselves out. They don't ever put like all their eggs in one basket. 
They don't. They got leaders. that To them, they're leaders like Mitch McConnell. They got Pelosi. Powerful people. Who do we got on our side? I mean, literally, think about it. Trump? Mm -hmm. I mean, DeSantis now and, is kind of a rising. Yeah, so, and, and, and DeSantis. But to me, you're looking at it and you're going, well, that's the problem because what if, what if something happens to Trump? Yeah. What happens mm -hmm. after Trump? Yeah. Like, like literally, what? I, 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 that's why. Like, I, I consider myself for a long time MAGA. I mean, now I consider like Jesse always says, like we consider ourselves like Biblicans. Yeah. You know, we both vote off of our, you know, our godly moral yeah. values. But I'm. I really guess I would curious. be one too. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what everybody does when Trump's gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Are the I, rhinos in the establishment, they want their party back. I mean, you listen to these people, the oh, Carl yeah. Roves and all the consultants and all these people, they want it back. And they're going to go for like right. a Nikki Haley. They're going to put in someone or you know, they're going to run campaigns that are just like, oh, the base is not clamoring for their people, but they want their party back. That is a great question. That, what happens post-Trump in the GOP? You know, and you know who has the answer to that? And, oh, besides the Lord Jesus. You know who has the answer? And I've seen it happen before in sports. I've experienced myself with musicians in the church that are really good. If you don't have a good leader that can make a path and 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 hand over the torch, you know what ends up happening? That flame dies. Mm. It does. Yeah. If Trump was smart, he would prepare DeSantis and hand over that torch properly. But if he holds it down. It, we're going to go down with him. We are. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to set ourselves up for failure. Because what ends up happening is people get so greedy that you're never on that level that you were on. You just drop. And now you're yeah. here. Because nobody's going to have that power. Well, I don't want to say power, but nobody's going to have that same umph that Trump had unless he passes the torch to somebody and that same group attaches himself to somebody else. Yeah. And if he doesn't give that that okay or that Hey, that nod and let everybody know this is my guy. We're going to be in a very bad place. Well, if, he, I mean, if he's selfish and takes it with him all the way to, down to the ground, yikes. I mean, I mean, it goes, I mean, if it even goes, if we look into the biblical historical part of it too, I mean, if we look at King David and Saul, I mean, look at their, their historical background. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at biblical, their biblical story and here's King David where in the beginning, Saul loved him, you know, Saul pretty much was, you know, that's my son. I really care about him, you know, not being biologically his, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, the way the story goes. And, and then later on, because everybody pretty much um, started to see how David was just a better King, a better leader in, in everything, then Saul started to get really jealous and eventually chased after David to want to kill him out of that jealousy and that ego that he had. So I don't know. To me, it's like history repeats itself. Yes. If we don't pay attention, oh, yeah. That's you know, um, and we don't we don't uh, pay attention to those those patterns. I mean, yeah, we're going to end up falling. So it's it's something similar to that. I that's think a great. That's a great point. Go go ahead, A Rod. I was going to. And I think I think everybody. Pay, should pay attention to who he puts in the future. I think we're going to be shocked mm -hmm. as far as conservatives and believers to some of the people that he's going to put that we're going to be like, really? Like mm -hmm. this, the, most, the farthest thing from godly men 
you're going to see him put up there. And I think it's because he's surrounded himself with people that right now that are not making right decisions. They're not. They're just not. You're talking about Trump. He being the he. I'm talking about Trump. Yeah. Like the fact that he has Rich Grinnell right there. Like Rich Grinnell's his right hand man. Right? I didn't know that Grinnell was so Rich close Grinnell, to Trump, and, but yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, like this dude just he he made a statement the other day. I don't know if you've seen it, but he made a statement the other day and he said, the biggest thing when it comes to the LGBTQ community, we don't need to fight it in Hollywood. We don't need to fight it in Manhattan. We need to fight it in these countries where they're not accepting it. And I'm like, this dude is being an ambassador to other countries that are saying that it's outlawed and they want he wants to bring Western culture to these uh, other oh, it's countries. Unbelievable. And, God. But, but I'm this like, is, but is this, this is where I mean, look at look at okay, going back. I'm sorry, I know. I guess I'm a biblican. But I mean going back to even how Saul handled what did God tell him to do? He told them to wipe out the Amalekites because they were wicked, mm -hmm. right? right? And then he compromised and he kept some of them alive and didn't do, didn't obey what God had told them to do. And so here we have this situation with, you know, with Trump and him being, you know, um, friendly with a certain cabin. And it's a compromise. Yeah. Oh, it is a compromise. And, and, and when yeah. you compromise, I mean, it's unfortunately, you're going to find yourself in a situation where we're going to let things in. And then the conservative and, movement is just kind of drafting along just about five to 10 years right behind the Democrats is what I found. There, what, there's no sense of conservation. I don't know what it is they pretend to conserve, but it's unbelievable. It's like that Michael Malice mm -hmm. quote that, conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. So it's like, you're just right. going, you're putting along a little bit slower, you know, but you're, you're going to accept or a so-called conservative or conservative Inc. They're going to accept everything that the left has foisted upon them, but they're only like five or 10 years behind. They're just going mm -hmm. the speed limit kind of coming along, but yeah, they're, they're going to accept all those same tenets because they don't have the fight and it's not clear what they're standing for. And what it is that they're mm -hmm. conserving? Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna become a party that is only uh, cons conserving uh, 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 conservative economically. You know, I I think that when it comes to and, 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 I, and I hate when people are like religiously, but just just the pillars of the of the conservative movement. You know, uh, traditional marriage. Um, mm -hmm. You know, pillars like that. I think. They're 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 going away, and we don't have enough people fighting for them, right? Yeah. And I think that we have a lot of people that are saying, "Well, it's better than them," and they've literally rode this MAGA train. And I see, I know a lot of people that are like that. They're riding this MAGA train all the way to to the W. That's what they want. They want the win, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They're like, "We need a win." And I'm a shout out to my my pastor, man. My pastor said, and I don't know if it's even okay to say this, but pastor said that people contacted him, wanting him to work with Rich Grinnell, mm -hmm. right? And he said, "No, I'm I'm not." Hmm. And and I'll be honest with you, I've seen big pastors in L.A. The big ones that ever, if I mention their name, Grinnell, everybody be like, lock arms with Rich Grinnell and say. I'm, I'm 
I'm fighting with this man to save California. And I'm thinking to myself, we're in a spiritual war. We're in a spiritual battle. And as a man of God, you're locking in arms with a man that's living a simple lifestyle to save California. I'm like, w w that doesn't even make sense to me because I, it, as, a, as a dad, as a man, I'm preparing my family and my kids. Not like I, I give about 30 to 40% physically, but the 60% spiritually you have to be spiritually ready far greater than you do physically ready and that's the problem that we're having right now with the conservative movement everybody it's the opposite nobody's mm -hmm. looking at it like it's a spiritual battle mm -mm. they're fighting it like we need to get together and we need to fight it like this and we need to get the votes and i'm like you guys don't understand you can have the votes and we may win here and there but we're losing the bigger battle because they're and, well. The reason why we're losing is because they're winning because they're pushing whatever is like they're trying to they're, take out. They're God on out offense, of right? They're on offense, right. and then people stand back and they're you know everyone's talking about the Grammys last week. Oh my gosh, did you see this degenerate Sam Smith? Did you see he's dressing up like the devil and they're doing disgusting degenerate things and all this stuff and they're in hell and all that? It's demonic. Can you believe this? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can believe it. Because right. if you crack open that Old Testament, you crack open Romans chapter one, you tell me what you mm -hmm. read. This is cyclical. Right. I think you mentioned it before, Lillian. This is very cyclical. Mm -hmm. People need to go back and reread human history, read biblical history. This has well, all happened I mean, before. It's, it's interesting right. because, I mean, earlier today I was reading, you know, and there was, you know, it was talking about, when Israel, God had exiled the Jews into, into basically the Babylonian, uh, you know, country, you know, or with the Babylonians. And of course they had different gods and they worshiped different gods. And what was interesting to me and what stood out to me was that God didn't tell them God. So during that time, they had prophets that were yelling out, saying all these different things that God was going to save them in two years and then, you know, then here comes Jeremiah, prophet Jeremiah. He comes around. He says, wait a minute. That's not what God is saying. Right. And he was the one that was actually telling the truth about what God was saying. He told them, you know what? Um, start to build your houses, settle in, in the midst of what was going on in Babel and Babylon, because the Jews were, were thinking, I mean, and it's, it gives you perspective. Okay. Because when you look at a, at a, when you look at it in a way where we're living in a, in, in this generation where you have all of this coming out so much like right in our faces. Okay. As Christ followers, what does Jesus call us to do? And, and I really feel that in that moment, as I was reading, I felt like the Lord was saying, don't run away from it. I'm, I ex I'm, I'm bringing you into this because they are the, the lost world. They're the ones that I want you to reach out to. So it's like, okay, I, I see that too. And it's, and I think that a lot of the, a lot of Christians too, sometimes like, like the way A-Rod said, we, we tend to forget that right. we tend to forget what we're fighting for. And we tend to become mm -hmm. one-sided just like they become one side. Or they get starstruck and, or celebrity crate. Yeah. 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 Or, or they we, get lost in the sauce. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And we need to get kingdom minded. Yeah. And we need to remember what the goal is here.
So, um, and I think there's know, a lot of I'm, instruction too in what we're witnessing. Again, everyone, everyone is kind of lost right now. Everyone's kind of saying, "Wow, what are they doing? How come? How come the kids now are being targeted in such vicious and awful and horrific ways?" Well, again, we have to know that progression. You can look in biblical history. You can look in just human history, and you can see when when empires are crumbling or when things are going way off the off the the rails. That mm-hmm. when it gets as bad as it can be, the children are targeted or sacrificed, whether it's to Moloch or whatever it is, or, yeah. you know, yeah. throwing your babies into, what is it, Ben Hinnom or offering up sacrifices. I mean, all the most horrific things you could imagine. We've seen mm-hmm. a, we've seen it. We've read about it. And we got to be on the lookout for, for what comes next. It's a dark place and we don't want it to it go just, there. I mean, it's just, it's a repeating of the same thing that happened in, in Old Testament. It's just name different. That's it. Yeah. It just has a different name. And, and if you're not, if you're not in the word and if you're not reading and if you're not spending that time with him, you're not going to discern that you're not going to know how to tell the difference. Yeah. It's, it's really important to have that context, I think. And, uh, and right. for Christians, it's like, open that Bible, you know, get, get, get to prayer and whatnot and look mm-hmm. for, look for the real truth. Um, especially as right. we're, we're going through some dark times right now. Right. Yeah. Well, um, man, this has been a great conversation. Um, there's so much more that, uh, that we could definitely talk about maybe sometime in the future. Um, sure. really appreciate you guys being here tonight with us, even through the little technical glitch. Um, and hopefully this will stay up on my my new YouTube channel. We'll see. Hopefully it doesn't get taken down. We'll see if the algorithm can find me or not. But hope, yeah, hopefully it, yeah. it does. Because I think this is a good conversation. I think when we talk about morality and the moral decay of of, of this country, I think that's that's huge. I, I, every time Lillian or any of us go to school board meeting, we always talk about morality and what he's. When you take God out of something, what do you substitute God with? And I think if people understood that, I think I, I, I think it was even Robbie Zacharias said, and I love, I, I mean, I know he at the end he had like drama and yeah. stuff, but even even people that don't believe in God understand that we have to have something morally, or we have to have some sort of law to go off of in order to survive. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the Bible is the best thing. And once you take the Bible out, it, be, it doesn't become about what's right and wrong. It just becomes about what's fair. And I, I think it's fair I do this. I think it's fair I do that. And that's where you have a moral breakdown, mm-hmm. you know. And now you're having, I mean, we just seen recently, I think it was a, that transgender, I just read an article that transgender swimmer was like was in the restroom and, and it, it like exposed himself oh, yeah. to yeah. to somebody and they're sitting there going, Oh my God, I know you're trying to get a sewer, but your thing's hanging yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like, and the girls was like, Oh my God, it, it's, this is normal. And he wasn't arrested. Like, this, this person was not arrested for, for what, uh, thank yeah. you. Five years ago, this person would have right. been arrested. Yeah. Five years ago. Look how look how fast we're that's, going. That's right. No, I mean when uh, when when a culture lets go of the rope, so to speak, man, you fall fast into the darkness. And right. I think we're, we need to get remoored to uh, to absolute truth. Yeah. I don't really think I'll ever get I don't think I'll ever stop saying it. I will never stop saying it. But when you compromise, you let things in. That's it. That's you, right. You 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 yeah. let you let just a little bit in and that lets more in. And that's what's happening that's right. right now. 
Well, we got to pray for our country and, and pray for our state and pray for our neighbors too, of course, um, right here, even locally. Right. But um, you guys, great conversation. I really appreciate you being here uh, tonight. And, and of course, this podcast will be up on Spotify. It'll be up on Apple. Uh, it's going to be up. Hey, is that the, that's Nomeo? <laughs> yeah, it's Nomeo right here. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get my own. <laughs> awesome. So we're, <laughs> I love it. We're um, still recruiting. So if you guys want to jump on Lexit, it's wearelexit.com and uh, join the fight. Wearelexit.com. Yeah, get on, okay. get on connect. Yeah, join the fight. So you could be, you could be a part of the, the, the back, the back, what is it called? The back call? Uh, what is it? The back signal, signal. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it. And just, I think Lillian, you had mentioned this, um, I think on a chat group we were on earlier, but um, all people are welcome to join if they're supporters of the cause. Is that correct? You don't have to be Latino or a Spanish speaker or Chicano or what have you. Absolutely. If you have a passion for, and you're kingdom minded and you have biblical values, we want you, we need you. We we need people to be informed. And there's... And just there's... And just to clarify, the only reason why, because I know that's a big question. Everybody's like, well, if it's for everybody, why wouldn't you just have a group? Well, the reason why is because the Democratic Party has done such a huge number on the yeah. Latino culture. It's 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 important that we show that that we that there's a, a right. safe haven for them. Yeah. Right? Or another option. So, if nothing else, there's a second option. option. So, right. And or once third. they come over, they realize, hey, look, we're not just fighting for Latinos. We're fighting for anybody that has the same ideology mm-hmm. as us, and we're willing right. to back you up and be there to fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love giving people options and um, and, and whatnot, linking arms with uh, with other folks. So, wearelexit.com is the uh, web address. Yep. Awesome. And then yep. on social media, I think Legxit Legxit Movement or Legxit California. I know there are a whole different whole lot of different um, social media handles on Instagram and such. So everyone, make sure that you uh, you give them a follow and um, hit them up and and uh, be in contact on social media. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank thank you guys for sharing your Friday night here tonight. Sorry about the technical no difficulties, worries. but I think we waded through. We got it. No, bro. I, you know what? Just to give you a shout yeah. out, uh, Jesse from Legsit, the founder of that, he was listening to you and he was like, "Man, that guy is good." <laughs> oh man, because I was showing him clips. And he heard you, and he was like, "That guy is good." So then today, I, I was I was talking to him early, and he said, "What are you doing today?" I said, oh, "I'm gonna be on." He knows that they always ask me, "Come on, come on." I'm always like, "No, no." I don't. And then I was like, oh, "I'm gonna go on with that really smart guy." The one that was really smart. You're too kind, man. And he You're was too like, kind. I like him. Yeah, I like. Him. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate the shout out, guys. Um, and thank you, A Rod. Um, thank you, Lillian. Yeah. You guys have a. Uh, you have a great evening, and we'll be in touch. Um, we'll be we'll be there to support you guys' efforts. Um, and uh, you guys have a great weekend. God bless. You too. God bless. Thank you. You too, brother. God bless. Yeah. Peace. Bye-bye. This has been the California Liberty Project Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, share it with others, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter.